Cowell, academic advisor in the College of Sciences and Mathematics. And I'm Jonathan Hallward, academic advisor in the College of Liberal Arts. And this is the award-winning Advising 2Bits podcast. Where we enhance, but not replace, your academic advising experience here at Auburn University. All right. Well, today we are talking about the transient process. And if y'all could start, can you define what a transient student is and what that means for our students here at Auburn? So a transient student is a student that is um, attending classes at another institution uh, other than their home institution with the purpose of bringing those credits back to Auburn University to apply those credits uh, towards their degree. There's a lot of reasons why students may want to pursue transient coursework. Uh, It could be done any time of year. It's really common in the summer, you know, while students are back home, a good opportunity just for geographic convenience or cost, a lot of other reasons to take a class at another institution. We have had students take transient classes in the fall or spring as well. Also provides opportunities to catch up on critical prerequisites, get back on track, catch up a little bit. If they've changed a major, kind of get back in sequence. So it is a continual process. You can really pursue that at any time. I think that when considering, you know, potentially being a transient student, planning ahead is really important. At Auburn, we register for the uh, summer and fall in April, and we register for spring semesters in November. I think that if you're considering transient coursework, you know, a month or two ahead of time, so maybe, you know, February, March uh, for summer or fall, or, you know, late September, mid-October is a really good time to be getting everything in line uh, to be a transient student. But yeah, it's a great opportunity to catch up on credits if you've transitioned majors, you know, knock out a few other credits, um, get back in sequence, or just kind of balance course loads um, throughout your semesters. Uh, It's a way to kind of even those up a little bit. So we have a transient form that students can access on AU Access and submit to the school where they will be attending. What is the purpose of that form and why is it so important that they fill it out? On one hand, the student, it functions as a sort of permission for the student from Auburn for them to go take this coursework elsewhere and transfer it back in. It also serves as confirmation for the student of how that coursework will transfer back in. What it does not do is it doesn't actually make the coursework transfer back in. That's a separate thing where the student, you know, requests their transcript. The purpose of the form is to make sure that they are on track in the coursework they're planning to take. Yeah, I think it's important too. I know for me, I've I've had, and, and maybe I can speak to how this impacts from your standpoint, but I've had students who have done transient work And we know that it counts for that course, but that course doesn't count in their curriculum. So I I think that's another distinguishing point that while it does say that it will count for credit, it doesn't necessarily count for progression in that particular degree. So what can students expect and and what, what changes are new to the transient process and why are those important? So we've done some recent work to update the online transient process and make it so that approvals can be much more streamlined. It used to be that sometimes a person could use the electronic transient request process and sometimes they had to use a PDF or a paper form. And we're trying to really, really cut down on those PDF and paper forms so that the student, you know, for the most part, a student will be able to log into AU Access, request their transient coursework there, and all approvals will be handled electronically, and then the student will receive an email when um, when it's all approved and they're ready to go. They then have a copy, an electronic copy, of the transient approval, which they can send to the other institution. That is often a requirement from the other institution, but the student, you know, has the paperwork and, and they can take care of anything that's needed at that point. 
I have a lot of students who will go to Southern Union, which is our local community college here in Auburn, Opelika, that will go and do the EMS courses. And the EMS courses don't transfer back as credit, but Southern Union requires that transient form. And a lot of students get really frustrated when they know it's not counting for Auburn credit, but they still have to fill out the form. What is so important about that process that even though that credit isn't returning to Auburn to go towards Auburn credit or as transfer work towards the Auburn degree, why is it necessary that the student fills out that form? I believe that it honestly is part of the transient admission process at many other schools, and it's it's just one of their requirements, and so the student has to do it. Other schools take a variety of approaches to this, and some of them really do focus on that sort of permission aspect, and they want to know that the student is approved by their home institution to do what's on the form. It's interesting in a case like that when you know that isn't going to actually affect what's going on here at Auburn for the student. In that way it's kind of just a box they have to check. Um, you know they do have to show the other institution that their home institution knows what's going on and is fine with it. You mentioned that most students um, will be able to use the electronic version. What types of students might not be able We've changed the with the form, you know, part of our new electronic process that we're really excited about is that it used to be that students who might be on um, some levels of academic warning or in certain academic situations would need to use the paper or PDF form. Now all of that is incorporated into the um, electronic process, which is exciting. So generally at this point, the PDF or paper form will still come into play if there are codes on the transfer work such as an eval hold to code, that code indicates that basically it's most common if there's a lecture and a lab that have to be taken together at the other institution in order to equal one class here at Auburn. And so when that sort of situation comes into play, it can't be automated because we have to sort of manually put what that course will be. That's the main time it would come into play. It is also the case, for instance, at Southern Union, if a student is going to take anything that would come back as general elective credit, the way our form is shows, it doesn't show all of the potential Southern Union courses that might come back as general elective. And if Southern Union is going to require that the actual course show, then we might have to do it manually. And just to follow up on the uh, new online transient process, students that previously wouldn't have been able to access the online version included uh, students in their very first semester at Auburn, students that are below a 2.0 GPA, uh, and I have had students um, even this semester with this new process debuting that have taken advantage of that opportunity that can now get the expedited transient uh, form completed online, uh, and that's a really big help. It saves them several days, saves them a good bit of time, and really makes the process a lot easier for those students. Carrie, you mentioned eval hold too. A lot of my students, I advise the art, music, and theater students, their transfer articulations, there are a lot of eval one holds, uh, eval hold ones that require either a proficiency exam when they get back, a portfolio review, things like that, and, and I, I, we have a pretty high percentage of those. I'm sure there are others on campus in other departments that have that same type. What would a student in that situation do if they're needing to take this class and it's it has to be also be evaluated before they can get credit? A student is 
welcome to fill out the form as it is and see if the other institution will take it. If the other institution will take it, there's nothing else they need to do. If the other institution needs it to say an exact equivalent, honestly, that would sort of be a case-by-case basis. We could communicate with someone like you and ask if, you know, if it was acceptable for us to write on the form potential credit for and then list the specific class. We haven't actually run into that a huge amount so far, which is great. Maybe it's the case that students are often able to get it approved, you know, just with that code on there. The hard thing about those is that it's not really truly finalized until they return. Right. So after a student fills out a transient form and sends it to the institution where they plan on visiting for a semester, whether that's summer or if they're taking classes while they're here at Auburn but doing something online elsewhere, what is really kind of the timeline throughout the semester that they should expect as far as, you know, the transient form is sent off, and then what? What happens next? I'll answer that question even back up just a little bit to talk about that process as a whole, because this is an area where I find that a lot of my students intend to take transient classes and don't ultimately follow through on them, and it's kind of like anything in life. If we're not sure how it works or where to start, we're just we're less likely to follow through on those. And a lot of institutions, um, I keep a lot of these bookmarked, but you know, Southern Union, Calhoun, Jeff State, Kennesaw, uh, whatever the case may be, provide really helpful links on their website that... Um, highlight the steps to enrolling as a transient student or kind of a cheat sheet for what you need to do. Typically the first step is going to be applying to that institution as a transient student and then uploading some identification for residency and also for verification and then submitting that transient form that they get from Auburn. Uh, And if they do those things in that order that allows some time for the student to be admitted to the other institution Uh, It does vary per school, but typically after submitting that transient form, if everything else is already in line, um, they can usually check the other institution's academic calendar and see when the registration date is for transient students. There's not 100% consistency in terms of how every school registers, but a lot of community colleges and other institutions do allow transient students to register online, not that dissimilar from, from how they would do that at Auburn. And so once they have that form submitted, usually within you know relatively short order, they're able to, uh, to add those classes for the upcoming semester. So David, I know you talk a lot to students about the transient process. Is, is there a situation or part of a conversation that you have to stu- with students about any negative side to, to being a transient student and taking classes at another institution? That's a great question. So a couple of of ways to think about that. Um, There are times when I have a student that wants to take a class as a transient student and it's not the end of a sequence at Auburn. You know, for instance, taking, you know, Calculus 1 somewhere else and I'm going to return to Auburn in the fall and take Calculus 2 or Physics 1 and return to Auburn and take Physics 2. I, I don't usually recommend that because you are splitting up a sequence and you're taking part one at one institution and then coming back. Not to say that Auburn's necessarily going to be harder. There's no guarantees there. It's, you know, each instructor is different. I do think that that can be a bit of a risk, uh, taking part one of a sequence and then returning and you're a little bit out of step. It should be a reasonable course equivalency, but that's a somewhat, you know, broad definition. So I think that can be a little bit of an issue there. Um, Another thing that I think students sometimes underestimate a little bit is the learning curve of navigating another institution. For Auburn students thinking back on their first semester at Auburn, uh, getting acclimated with Canvas or learning management system and just how things work at Auburn navigating AU access, there is going to be a little bit of a learning curve going to a transient institution. They may or may not be a Canvas school and there may be um, some other differences there. Um, and, And so occasionally I'll have students that go through the whole process but just underestimate a little bit 
what they're going to have to learn, how to be successful at that institution um, to help remedy those, you know, proactiveness, communication with your instructors, very good attention to detail. Those are advisable for any situation, but I think that's especially important um, as a transient student. Is there a difference, in your opinion, to how you approach taking transient work in the summer in person versus online? Is it is it similar to online work here? Are there other things that should be taken into consideration? I do have a lot of requests for online uh, transient schools. Certainly, most you know the advisors at Auburn are very familiar with with what schools typically offer, what classes online. Of course, Sneed State is extremely popular. Even pre-COVID, they've offered a lot of online coursework. I, I think it's advisable if you're looking at online transient classes to beyond just looking at the process and how do I get enrolled, looking at that school a little bit in terms of what technology is required. Are they going to require, you know, webcam, microphone, uh, synchronous, asynchronous, and and something even beyond transient classes, just online classes in general. Um, I have had students in the summer that asynchronous, we think that means self-paced, and I really, I would encourage students to consider that self-paced within a given week. Um, and there's not necessarily the opportunity to take seven, eight, nine days off, sometimes even five or six in a row. So you've got flexibility within the week to complete that work, um, but that can be a major hindrance if one goes in with the expectation that I can um, either work way ahead or do a little bit of catch up later depending on uh, work and travel plans for the summer, and that's not always necessarily the case. And, and unfortunately, there's there's not usually a good way to figure out exactly what that weekly schedule is going to look like until you enroll and receive that core syllabus. So I think it's helpful to go in with, um, with those expectations. What can students expect as far as the process of getting that transcript to Auburn for credit? How long does that take once they've requested a transcript from a school? What does that look like in terms of that credit then being added to their student record? That's a great point. That is a common misconception. I have certainly worked with a lot of students that completed the transient process, did great in the coursework, and and thought that that credit would automatically come back to Auburn. After you finish a transient class, you do have to wait until that grade officially posts to your transcript at your other institution, and then request that an official transcript from your transient institution be sent back to Auburn University. Uh, And that way the credit can officially be um, added to your Auburn University transcript. That process is typically uh, quite quick. It's a little bit different at each institution. I think a really good way to um, investigate how to make that happen, usually just direct Google search is the way to find a particular page on any institution's website. So if it was Southern Union, a student could easily search Southern Union, send a transcript, and usually the first hit, maybe the second hit, is going to be their official page to order that official transcript and have it sent back to Auburn University. Definitely recommend that students do this, you know, within a week or so after that final grade post. Uh, One, just because the longer things go, we tend to forget a little bit. We might forget our login credentials, any of that information. And secondly, when you have that transcript sent back to Auburn, it's going to add those credit hours to your Auburn transcript, which improves your registration priority at Auburn. So it's kind of a win-win every way we look at it. going ahead and having that transcript sent you know within a week or so after you finish the class. I'll add on just a couple of things. The Alabama Community College system has recently I think perhaps entirely gone to electronic transcripts so that's great. It's all gotten much more streamlined and fast than it used to be. That also has been a trend across all universities so regardless of where a person goes sending electronic transcript is sort of preferable, not only is it faster, but it's also much more trackable. So um, that's something to keep in mind if, you know, that option is out there. Recently, 
there has been some changes with Auburn's admission office of, of how they sort of store their information and track their information. And it's all pretty worked out between their office and the registrar's office here as far as exchanging transcripts. But if a student ever sees an unexpected delay on their incoming transfer credit and they have requested an official transcript from the other school, if you'll just email transfer at auburn.edu, um, once again, that's transfer at auburn.edu in order to check and say, hey, I sent a transcript. I haven't seen my credit come through yet. Um, we have a few ways we can look, and that, you know, that does come up occasionally. So please reach out to us anytime you need to. A lot of students will ask me kind of along those same lines, you know, has my transcript been received? And sometimes it's been a very long semester and I don't remember that they are doing transient work. I have well over 350 students and it's hard to keep up with every single one. What is one of the ways that students can check to see that that transcript the transfer credit has been added to the transcript. I think the best way for students to check um, on AU Access, they can click on their unofficial transcript at any time. Uh, it's great. In fact, your transfer credits, your transient coursework uh, is going to be um, separate from your Auburn coursework. So it's going to be right at the top of your transcript and you can click on there at any time, see that the credits have come over, how many, what grade you got, and you'll, uh, you'll certainly know if it's been added at that time. There are two groups of students that I always think about that always tend to have some challenges or something like that and, and they're kind of on the end of the spectrum. It's, it's students that are wanting to take transient work in their very last semester and it's students that are wanting to who have been accepted to Auburn to start in the fall and they decide they want to take credit they want to take credit at a, another institution in the summer leading up. What challenges do those two groups of students face and, and is there, specifically for those that are wanting to take classes in the summer before they start, is there anything they need to do at Auburn since they're not officially a student yet? That particular group of students, it, it is a challenging situation. If the other institution, the transient institution, is requiring a transient form, that often happens and the student may or may not really be in touch with their advisor at Auburn yet, sort of depending on when in the summer it is, et cetera. For all of those students, I would recommend that they reach out to the office of the registrar. We are happy to help students in that situation. Um, we know that they're sort of in a strange limbo type spot that's unusual, and it can be hard for them to get what they need. So if they tell us they haven't started at Auburn yet, but the other schools requiring a transient form, we will sort of act temporarily as the advisor role in relation to the transient form in that case. It also would be a PDF or paper form, but we'll take care of that. We'll sort of help them get it filled out and, and get the signatures on it with them so that they can fulfill that requirement for the other school. And for the, the graduating seniors that, that maybe they're taking one class to finish up, or maybe they're taking their entire semester at a different institution. What does that look like that, that might be different? The hard thing that comes up there definitely is the timeline of getting the credits back. There are deadlines for the graduation office and for when they confer the degrees, and credits have to be back by then. If the other institution uses electronic transcripts, it is a much sort of easier situation because once they're requested they arrive at Auburn 
the same day or the next day. If it's an institution that uses paper transcripts, the student just really needs to request it as soon as possible. Some institutions have a function where you can request a transcript before your final grades have posted, but select hold until grades have posted so that you already have it taken care of. And as soon as the grades post, the transcript will be released. I would only order one ahead of time if that option is available because you know, what you don't want to do is request and pay for a transcript to come to Auburn if it only has in-process courses on it. If that option is out there, that's great. And otherwise, I'd just say it's critical to order the transcript, be on top of that, pay attention to whether Auburn receives it, and, you know, make sure it hasn't gotten lost in any way along the way. Before they get to the transient form and actually go through the process of completing that form, is there a way that they can find information about what a class would be before actually going through that process and this might also be helpful for maybe a student that is thinking of transferring to Auburn and want to know what classes to take at another institution while they're there. Is there a way for them to find out that information? Auburn has a transfer equivalency chart that you know again as with many things the easiest often is to search for that on the website transfer equivalency chart Auburn. That is basically a giant chart of all courses that have been transferred into Auburn from other institutions already and how they've been evaluated. Once a course is on the chart, um, it will sort of automatically transfer back as that credit when a student does the transient process. So it doesn't have to be sort of reapproved on that level in any way. If a student, like if they're looking for a certain course on the on the chart and it's not there yet, that simply means the course hasn't been evaluated yet. The chart is the way for students to go and see how courses at other institutions transfer back to Auburn. The registrar's office can evaluate a majority of the core courses at Auburn. If it's a higher level course, then it it definitely goes to the departments. So that just takes a little bit longer. The way that that happens is the student can email transfer at auburn.edu and simply say, you know, here's a course I want to take at this particular institution. Can you let me know how that would transfer back to Auburn? We have resources where we can look up the basic course description. Often there's enough information in the course description for the evaluation to be completed. If there is not enough information there, then we'll request a transcript um, and we will communicate about that. I would say the turnaround time for an evaluation would be anywhere from one day to three days would be sort of what we aim for. So it can lengthen the process a little bit. I'm a course evaluator for chemistry classes. From your perspective in the registrar's office, what does the evaluation process look like when you do send those classes to the department? What is the step-by-step process so students understand exactly what is going on kind of behind the scenes. As I mentioned, often we can do the evaluation from the the course description, but regardless of whether it's from that or the full syllabus, we look, you know, at what's being offered there, what's being offered here, and it's interesting, different departments have a somewhat different take on sort of what percentage of the material has to match for a course to be considered equivalent. The key thing to know is that it is up to those departments. They are the subject experts. They're the ones who have to make those decisions. So, you know, whatever they sort of say is definitely what the registrar's office will follow. And what happens if a student wants to challenge that articulation? Uh, They are welcome to email transfer at auburn.edu and 
say that they would like to get their course evaluated, in that case, they 100% should provide a syllabus for the course that gives a lot of the details. In that case, it will definitely go to the department for evaluation. And, and that really is, there's only sort of one chance to sort of really review the articulation. Whatever the department comes back with at that point is what will stick for that student. That's the process. It's they are, A student is always welcome to, to email us and ask for a review if, if they think something may be off a little bit. As we get to the end here, first of all, thank y'all so much for being here, but also going through the process of, of working on this transient process and everything that, that went into it. So is there anything, any other piece of advice in regards to the transient process that you think it would be beneficial for students to know? I would say just uh, starting the process um, early is really important. You know, the resources that Carrie mentioned on the Office of the Registrar's website are amazing um, to see exactly what courses will come into Auburn. And if you do that ahead of time and notice that there is a class that you're going to have to maybe get a syllabus for or request articulation, knowing that you know, in February or March as opposed to April is really important. That gives you time to apply to the institution. Um, additionally, if you're going to be taking a lot of summer courses and you have questions about how that's going to work with your spring and fall plans at Auburn, I would encourage students to go see their advisor a little bit earlier in the term. That's always uh, good anyway. Your advisor will, will appreciate that. Um, but if you have more of those in-depth questions, um, your advisor is going to be able to help you out even a little bit more uh, February, March, as opposed to, um, you know, right there around April when you're registering for the fall. Um, so I think those are both um, good things to keep in mind for Auburn students. When I think about, I think we've covered a majority of the things that cause confusion. One question that I do get occasionally is if there's a difference between transient coursework and transfer coursework. And there really isn't. When people use the word transient, that's really the process. Coursework comes in as transfer coursework, whether it's sort of a traditional transfer student or a student who went through the transient process. They're kind of equivalent when we're talking about the credits themselves. Again, thank you all so much for being here today. We really appreciate it. I think the big thing is for me is, like you said, start early and save yourself a little stress and get that process done. And I think you'll be a lot, a lot happier going into the summer and finals and everything like that. So thank you all again. And this concludes today's episode of the Advising Two Bits podcast. We want to thank our guests and you, the listener, for joining us. We hope this information will be beneficial in your next advising meeting. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen so you can be notified the next time new material is available. The Advising Two Bits podcast is produced by Adam McGee in the College of Agriculture.